Hello and welcome to For Heaven's Sake, a Seventh Heaven podcast. I'm your co-host, Lady J. And your other co-host, T. How are you, T? Good, good. And I just had a random thought. Uh-huh. Every time you play this intro and we do our little dance. <laughs> which, guys, we do dance. Yes, we do. With our shoulders. It's pretty much a choreography at this yeah, point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> We've gotten so good at it. So good. Um, I, I, this needs to get up on Instagram or something somehow. Oh. I don't know when. I don't know how. But We <laughs> should totally record ourselves doing that. Somehow I'm going to... T, this is genius. One of these days it just has to get there only just to see us groove. Oh, you're such a genius. I don't know about that much, but like it needs to be out there. I'm just Listen, saying. You are a genius and that's the last time I'm going to say it. All Thank right? you, darling. Thank you. <laughs> you're welcome, love. <laughs> Um, so should we just get right into it? Yeah. All right. Episode 420. <laughs> Light one up. <laughs> <laughs> if only. Smoke them if you got them. No. Okay. Um, I got five on it. <laughs> Kidding. <laughs> what? Nothing. <laughs> what is that about? Does that, that, is that about smoking? <laughs> That's just not. I don't even know. I mean, I know that song, but I never thought about the implications of what five on it means. <laughs> Is that like your five toes on the gas pedal? Like you're gutting it? <laughs> God, can I be any lighter? <laughs> okay. So, um, episode 420. Uh-huh. Liar, liar. Pants on fire. I added that. <laughs> and it's not the Jim Carrey movie, guys. Oh, that Make was no a, mistake. That was a good one. It was, and but you know what? It didn't have the comma in it. This title is Liar, comma, Liar. liar. <laughs> um, and the Amazon Prime spoilie is a new orderly at the hospital is spreading vicious rumors about Matt. Yeah, that hoe. That fucking bitch. Yeah, dude. Okay, we need to talk about her because she looked really familiar, right? She does look familiar, but again, on um, when you're watching it on Amazon. Yeah. Um, the x-ray, I don't, it doesn't show anything really. But she didn't even come up? No, she comes up, but. Yeah. Mm. I'm, I'm, I'm holding it up. You have to vamp. You're going to do the IMDb search? I have to. Nice. I like it. I'm very nice. I'm very nice. But I will say that there was one extra, um, cameo in this episode that I was really excited about. Oh yeah. None other than Sam Rubin himself. Oh, you're, you're only going to talk about Sam Rubin? Well, who else? Oh, honey, Joey Marie Payton. Who? M- Mrs. Winslow. Oh, yeah. yeah. I totally, like, like, she registered, and I was like, oh, yeah, we know her, and then that was the last like, of my Urkel, thoughts. Like, Urkel, Urkel. Yeah, yeah. Just Totally, totally. Yeah. But, yeah, with Sam Rubin, uh, what was it, Sam Robin? Was that his? Yeah, he's playing a character named Sam Robbins. What a reach. Yeah, uh, right? <laughs> okay, so, Elizabeth the orderly in question, is not even listed in the um, cast. Well, that's, that's not possible. Hold on. I'm, let me go to the... Oh, here she is. She doesn't even, like, rank high enough to be in the immediate pull-up. So it's Cody Tucker. Yeah. That's all I remember about her name. Who plays Kathy on Friends? No, she doesn't. No. Kathy is Paget Brewster. What the fuck are they talking about? In the episode, the one with Rachel's assistant? Bullshit. 
okay, now this is going to go down a black hole, but Friends is my favorite show of life. Yeah. And I don't remember her, but maybe that's why she's familiar. Because I saw her and I was like, this chick is familiar. It must be from Friends, but I don't remember a Kathy. So, oh, it's the episode where Tag comes in. She must be one of the chicks in the office who, like, likes Tag Uh. and, like, wants to date him. But then Rachel, like, puts her off of Tag because she's interested in Tag. Okay, but this is but this is why I tripped out because after I watched this episode of Seventh Heaven, mm-hmm. I continued my binge of Friends, which as anyone knows, like I just watch Friends on loop. It's just always I'm always yeah. watching Friends. And so I just turned Friends back on and it was an episode where um there's oh, it's when Ross wears leather pants <laughs> and he goes on a date with Elizabeth Hornswoggle. Yeah. And Elizabeth Hornswoggle looked really familiar and I thought for a second that Elizabeth from this episode was the actress that also played Elizabeth Hornswoggle oh. and I looked it up and it didn't come up like yeah. it's not the case I was like well never mind but now I find out she was on Friends, Friends. later on <laughs> interesting see how small the world is so small so small <laughs> so small no okay um, so let's just get into this fucking bitch like She's a fucking bitch. Yeah. And it all really stems from this opening scene that we get, which I literally like lulled hard. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to play it. Matt's at the hospital and we see him like there's like a patient or something. Yeah. And then he like turns and like picks up the phone and calls the house and um, talks to Annie. Mm -hmm. I called to talk to mom. Hi. Hey, what's the best way to get a blood stain out of a shirt? Why? What happened? You didn't get shot or something. Yes, and my first concern is my shirt. <laughs> I died. I think Matt can be really funny when he when he's like when yes. he turns it on. And my first concern was my, my shirt. shirt. And he's like doing that smile, like that smug little smile yeah. thing of his, which is great because like like you can hear it in his voice, like yeah. the point where even Annie like is laughing, yeah. you know, like on the phone with him. Like I love that. But so he's talking to her about how to get a blood stain out, and this little fucking bitch shows up, overhears it, it mm-hmm. and then goes and like saves the day with this patient and like yeah. acts like she just knew how to get blood out the whole time. Yeah. But we saw her like steal the information from Matt. Mm-hmm. So and then this keeps happening. Like she's like she keeps like stealing his patients or like like stealing his thunder or whatever. Yeah. And spreading rumors about him with yeah. people that he's got a bad temper, that he's like working too hard and probably too much. does drugs. Oh yeah, when when John gives him ten bucks because Annie gave John the ten dollars to give to Matt. Yeah, and the money exchanges hands. She like turns to one of her friends and goes like, "See, drugs. I knew it. Yeah. Like, such a bitch." Oh, and it's it's never really clear like what her angle is other than it's probably just like she's just trying to get ahead at his expense right like Mm -hmm. it's the cutthroat world of like orderlies at the hospital i guess that yeah whatever that is um i have no idea guys but Uh, she's also but she's also like they like they 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 do a good job of demonstrating that she's very inept because like she doesn't know anything she doesn't know how to get blood out of a shirt she doesn't know how to fix the brake on the wheelchair like she doesn't even know where the exit is like because when she has to walk that one patient out yeah she's like oh do you make a right at the hall and matt's like no it's a left like she's so stupid yeah she's never gonna get ahead because she doesn't know how to do anything and if she 
if she spent as much time as conniving and manipulating um, and spreading lies, as much energy she puts into that, she could have used that energy in actually learning the facility and maybe learning on how to take care of people. Yeah, seriously. But, like, you know, doing your job. Yeah, but no, she doesn't have it. No. Um, but I will say, when he finally understands who it could have been, mm-hmm. I, I literally wrote down in my notes, is Matt finally growing a, ba- growing a brain? <laughs> <laughs> Well, yes and no, because first of all, he's lucky that Joe Marie Payton like is on uh, his side, is on his side, and like is a friend of the family and stuff. Yeah, because, because let's remember the Camdens know everybody <laughs> and have connections They're everywhere. Super well connected. God, um, which that's funny because we'll talk about yeah. that later. But, um, but like, like if she. The only reason she even, like, takes the time to, like, sit with him and, like, tell him that she's quote-unquote worried about him is because she cares about the family. Yeah. Because he's just another orderly at the hospital. Like, she has no reason to give two shits about him or his future or whatever. Like, so, like, when Elizabeth is, like, spreading the rumors and, like, telling her... Like, oh, yeah, you know, be careful how you talk to him because mm-hmm. he has a short temper or whatever. Like, like that normally would have worked. You know yeah. what I mean? Except for the fact that Joe Marie Payton's, like, invested in Matt for mm-hmm. whatever reason, you know? I don't know. And then, and then gives him major benefit of the doubt because, like, pulls him in, talks to him, and, sh- and goes, like, Oh, is there? Can you think of anyone that would be like spreading false rumors about you? Yeah. Like she didn't even have to go that far because, yeah. like, who's to say they're false rumors? You know, like yep. it's all very like classic Seventh Heaven, like tied up with a neat little bow at the yes. end. You know. But I will say, I kind of like how Matt handled it, saying like, I, "I'm not going to address her about it. I don't care. I'm yeah. too busy." Yeah, that was good. Like, yeah. I'm just going to focus on my work, and that's going to have to speak for itself, which yeah. he's absolutely right. Mm-hmm. And added bonus, you've got the boss on your side. Yeah. You know? Yeah. God. Yeah. That was tied up really well. Yeah, that, 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 that that's story. it. That's it. <laughs> that's that story. Pretty much. Um, and then you've got... Okay, so the main story is that um, Eric... Or the, the Camdens are going to be featured... In the Sunday paper, they're going to have, like, a reporter come and, like, talk to each of them and, like, interview them. And they're going to get, like, photos and stuff in this, like, big spread about, I guess, like, what it is to be a minister's family. Or just about, like, I guess the the story is meant to be about Eric and then, like, and then his family is part of that story. So they're making it about the Camdens. But really, Eric's just excited because, like, it's going to be good publicity for the church. And yes. it's going to draw people to the church. And it's all, it's like a win-win. But, and he's, like, super excited to, like, tell the kids about it. Like, hey, we're going to be in the paper, whatever. And the kids are just, like, not having it. Hey, guess what? We're going to be featured in an article in the Sunday paper. Guess what? We don't want to be. No, it, it'll be fun. No, it won't. Believe me, I have learned how to stay out of trouble, and this isn't it. I agree. It's trouble. Trouble. Do you really want a reporter talking to me? Think about it. <laughs> Slave favorite. Yep. <laughs> Ruthie is so funny. In this episode, I will say, I, Ruthie kind of won me back just a little bit. Only a little be- bit. A little bit. Um, with 
this beginning part and literally the end. Yes. Okay, yes. we'll talk about that when we get we'll, there. We'll get to her storyline. The cool thing about this episode, which is almost like a throwback to like earlier seasons of the show, yeah. like is like everyone's got their own story. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, and they're individual, but they feed the story, like, the overall. Yeah. And, like, they each get a little bit of, like, stuff to do. You know? Uh-huh. Like, I like that. I, I like episodes like this where it's clearly, like, there's a formula. That, yeah. And there's, like, like a clear path and trajectory yes. that they're going to follow. But it's well done and it's funny. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, there, there's, like... There's like light. There's a lightness to it yeah. that I really appreciated. Same, especially after the downer of the last episode mm-hmm. and all of that. Like I, I like this episode. Not to give my cards out too soon, but another seven. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, you might be shocked by my score. Um, that's okay. all I'm gonna say about that. So, so that so like the kids are not into it, but and I just sort of like took that at face value. Like I didn't think any deeper. Like. Or at least I didn't think I needed to think any deeper mm-hmm. about why they're not into it. Of course they're not into it. Who gives a shit? Like they don't want to have to work about worry about a reporter and telling their life story and That's true. all that shit, right? But then they have this like weird ass conversation that never goes anywhere. Mom and Dad just have no idea what the real world is like. Getting involved with the press is a bad, bad idea. They must have been so busy with church that they just missed the entire White House scandal. Yeah. Monica has sure lost a lot of weight. So have women who have morals, but you don't see them held up as role models, do you? And do you know why? Because no moral women are on diets? This conversation is way too adult for you to be included. What? Who's Monica? Well, she's a spokesperson for a diet company, and she sells handbags. Well, how do Mary and Lucy know her? Because everyone knows her. She worked for the government. She used to be in politics. What's the difference between government and politics? Well, the government is the law, and politics is the way we get around the law. Okay, so many hot takes in this two-minute little scene. Yeah. Like, holy shit, this is how Seventh Heaven dealt with the Clinton scandal? Yeah. This one little bitty scene mm-hmm. is the whole summation of the whole impeachment debacle that happened. <laughs> like... What the fuck? It's crazy. It's their way of saying, I'm going to address it, but not talk about it. I'm done. But also, like, drop my opinions about it. Because clearly they made it about fucking Monica. Like, what the fuck was that? Like, Who's Monica? First of all, just, just, like, keep me in check here. I don't remember her ever becoming a celebrity after what went down. Like, she was, like, selling handbags on TV and became a spokesperson for a diet pill? That I... I just a diet thing actually makes sense to me. I don't remember any of that. But ever like happening. the pert, like a handbag, that I don't know about. Which, the, again, I'm making it up because I don't remember any of that happening in the real life. But like, I'm getting the sense that like, what she sold shit on QVC. You know, I wouldn't be surprised, but Probably, I have no idea. Right? I didn't even look into it, I and I know, should have I because didn't, I, I didn't either. Because I remember it did spark an interest when I heard this. I was like, I should look this up, and then I forgot to. And the fact that like. The whole the whole moral woman women combo like mm. like line was like real like walking a fine line for me especially yeah. for like Lucy to say that because like Lucy's kind of like becoming an empowered woman and like yeah. all this shit and for her to be the one to have to be like talking about moral women and shit was yeah. like a little, little like off color but this whole thing was just so random and especially because like it never really 
went anywhere. This whole thing about like the press and not not not, not trusting them and da 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 never really goes anywhere because it doesn't become the story. No. Like you'd think after a scene like that, like then it becomes a the episode becomes about like the media and can you trust them? Which it's a little bit about that, but not really. And in so many, yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear what I you're think, saying. I think the way that they end the episode is maybe another like coffin, like nail in the coffin about yeah. the media, but still not really. Yeah. But okay, so that all happens, but like they have to do it. And he's like, you guys are doing this. You're each going to come up with stories to tell and stories not to tell that don't make us look bad or whatever. And you're going to make your father look good. And you're doing this. No ifs, ands, or buts. So then of course we get the hilarious scene, like that montage of them running across to each other's rooms all night talking about like, you don't mention this and you don't mention that promise, promise. I promise. Don't mention that. I promise. I loved all of it. Yeah. yeah. It don't was don't so tell funny. him I cut Sarah's hair. Don't tell, and then don't tell them about the hickey, and don't tell them I got I got arrested, and don't tell them about my boyfriend. And all these dumb kids <laughs> decide to tell him everything, oh everything. Gosh. Oh my god, it's so good. I have some clips of all of this going down, like when Simon talks to the reporter. Oh yeah, and I gave Dina, that's the girl I'm in love with, a big hickey. I had to stick around the house a few weeks for that one. But Dad was pretty understanding about that too. I mean, why wouldn't he be? He has seven kids. <laughs> Kids, man. Or when Ruthie talks to the reporter. <laughs> well, that's what I'm trying to tell you, my aunt Julie is my dad's drunk sister. But he made her all better. He stayed locked up in his bedroom with her for days. That's how he sobers people up. <laughs> okay, so that's hilarious, right? But I also needed to, like, I need to ask, what's the funny innuendo or like double entendre about locked up in her room with her for days like is that supposed to be like an off-color like incesty joke you know i kind of thought that too but i have that's no where idea. my mind went but i'm also like there's no way that's the joke they're making on this show i, I don't know but it, it's just or is like, the implication that he like beat her up or what like you know what i mean like that's how he sobers people up like like what? Like I like I can't quite put my finger on like what that's why that's so funny, but it's hilarious. But it was also pretty funny to me because she's she is telling you exactly how she sees it. Exactly. Exactly how she sees it, and uh, but it like obviously it was it just more comes than that, off and it's it comes out so wrong. <laughs> like, and I love how to and you gotta love the kids because because then when when it all sort of kind of comes out that like maybe this didn't go the way we wanted it to and and then they do this other like montage scene of like him talking to each of the kids about like what they said or didn't say and they're all like saying how like how like well all I said was this but nothing bad about dad yeah <laughs> I'm gonna play that one too so what else did you say to Sam nothing except about Aunt Julie I may have mentioned getting arrested and that I met Robbie when I did community service, but I didn't say anything bad about Dad, other than maybe he had connections who had connections who helped me out. All I told him was that I had a million boyfriends and I got caught making out. But I didn't say anything bad about Dad, other than maybe he doesn't trust anyone. I told him I got suspended from school, but I didn't say anything bad about Dad, other than maybe implied that he said all guys give the finger. All the guys give the finger. It's so funny. I like this. I, I loved all of this. It's so funny. 
they're hilarious. Um, you gave this a 10, didn't you? Shut up. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, but let's talk a little bit about Ruthie's whole story. So, while all of this is going on, in addition, Ruthie's whole storyline is that um, she has what they call a library class. Like, that's a thing. Nope. Where the librarian has them each, like, tell, like, like she wants them to tell, each to tell, like, a little two-minute story. Yeah. About something, anything. Mm-hmm. And then the best story is going to win $5. <laughs> the $5 like, prize. That's ridiculous to me. Do you understand? Like, you're bribing children with money for schoolwork? Like, what the fuck? Well, how else is shit going to get done? Okay. <laughs> that's exactly the kind of attitude that's the problem. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So then Ruthie's like, or Ruthie's talking to her friend Chrissy, which is, is another thing. So they're talking, and Chrissy's like, oh, do you know what story you're going to tell? And Ruthie's like, no, but like, something's always happening at my house like some like i'll come up with something i'm pretty imaginative <laughs> like, yeah. you know which she's not wrong and then and then chrissy's like oh man like that's so great like i don't know what i'm gonna talk about and ruthie's like well what about your home life like what's that like and she goes like nothing i'd want to talk about and again i thought this was gonna be like Another a story episode, yeah. i thought it was gonna be like oh shit like subtle hints being dropped like what's going on at chrissy's house like yeah. oh no nope never goes anywhere yeah so then, of course, they're like they're they're going to library class, and Chrissy's like, "Oh, did you come up with a story?" And Ruthie tells the whole story about Aunt Julie and how she's a drunk and da 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 da, and how. And then my dad helped her to stop drinking and sent her to a place where doctors could help her, and she got all better. She got a job at a high school teaching, and met a doctor and fell in love with him. And then they got married and had a baby at our house. She decided to name the baby Erica. Eric after my dad, and uh after my mom, Annie. And they lived happily ever after. <laughs> she did a good job. Eric after my dad, dad and, and uh, uh after my mom, Annie. Erica. <laughs> No, that shit cracked I me up, it. too. I love it because this is, you know, this is so the writers, like, yeah. laughing at themselves over yeah. the hilarity that was the naming of Erica yes. that we talked about on this very podcast. I'm like... That's it? <laughs> Eric, and then, uh. Uh, after Annie. <laughs> Good thinking, bro. Oh, my gosh. So then, of course, fucking Christy, like, steals her story. That little bitch. No. That bitch. And on top of it, wins the fucking cash prize. Yeah. Okay. I don't think you're a bad person. I just think you did something bad to me. Which, first of all, how did the kid make that connection? Just, yes. Actually, what I thought was even more cool of Ruthie to say is, like, is, like, it's not gonna like I'm not gonna forgive you today or tomorrow or whatever. Yeah. But like one day, like you're gonna realize what you did, and then we'll see. You know, like like because because Christy won't apologize. Yeah. She or won't. like or repent or anything. She's, She's like, like, oh yeah, well okay, yeah. Why'd you tell me the story then or whatever she says, you know? And I love how Ruthie's like, you were so quick to raise your hand and go first. You yeah. Know? Like that whole thing was. Fucking bitch, Chrissy. This episode's full of bitches, okay? <laughs> Chrissy and Elizabeth, right? Wait, yeah. Elizabeth? Yeah, okay, yeah. Cool. Kill, 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 kill. Which, no, Elizabeth was never a character on Pete's Company, right? 
Authors Company. Yeah, because I know Chrissy was. Yeah, Chrissy was. Chrissy, Janet, and... Janet! Do you know that I was trying to remember the name of the brunette on on Three's Company? Like, just the other day, I was like, what the fuck was that bitch's name? Janet. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Love that show. Which, by the way, are you watching The Good Place? I watched the first season, and I know it's back. I haven't watched it. But did you... Are you loving it? I... I was trying to... Yeah, I, I loved the first season. Okay. I did. Wait till you get to episode three of the second season. Cheaty. It's fucking epic. It's an epic episode. And the show really? is great. And I love it. Okay. And I just hope that it doesn't get canceled because of bad ratings. Like, mm. I don't know what the ratings are like. But I could see that it's already like a cult hit. You yeah. know? I just want it to be like a huge hit that goes on forever and ever and ever. I don't know. I really like, I really like the first season. I really yeah. Chidi. Oh, I know Chidi's the greatest. Oh. And Kristen Bell's like awesome though. She's like that she's full so... shirt. <laughs> what the fork? <laughs> she's so winsome. I love yeah. her. Ugh, anyway. Yeah, no, her character. Yeah, man, winsome. That's a word I don't use ever. <laughs> what the fuck does that even mean? <laughs> I don't know, Jackie. What does it mean? He who's winsome. <laughs> Okay, so yeah, so that fucking bitch Chrissy. This do you realize too? Like the formula again. Like it all comes down to like this episode's all about like rising above it, yeah. rising above the bullshit. Mm-hmm. So Matt's got to rise above Elizabeth's BS. Ruthie's got to rise above Chrissy's BS. Um, Mary and Lucy are fine. Well, I wrote it down. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> um, and then, of course, we've got John. John has a lot to do in this episode. Finally, we were we were asking yes. for it, and we got it. He has a story that has nothing to do with Matt. Not only that, though, what were we saying about 12 angry men? Or 12 angry people? Yeah, about how, like, you know, the whole thing about black people and the story of or putting the words in the mouth and all that. And then this shit? Yeah, totally. Totally, with the added twist at the end. Yes. Holy shit. Okay, let's get into it. It's so good. I love the storyline. I yeah. really did. So we get, it starts off really innocuous, right? Like John's like watching TV and you have this politician who's like speaking in front of his little, you know, doing his stump speech or whatever. Yes. And he starts quoting Harriet Tubman and talking about like, what is, I don't know the exact quotes, but like he's talking about, you know, like, like, like he's like legit quoting the poem. Yeah. Or the poems or whatever. And John gets, like, really upset. Rightfully so. And he, like, turns the TV off and gets, like, mad because it's, like, this white guy who's, like, using the words yeah. of, you know, of, like, like the black women, like, 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 like this black icon, okay? Yeah. Harriet Tubman. Yeah. And, and, like, making them his own. And he's going to try to, like, win the election off yeah. of these words that aren't even his. And it's a whole thing. And he's trying to make, like, the struggle his struggle and whatever, yes. okay? And so John's, like, really upset. And he, like, expresses that to Matt. But Matt's like, what are you going to do about it kind of thing. And he's like, what am I going to do about it? I'm going to go fucking say something. Like, yeah. I'm not going to let this stand. So he makes an appointment to go talk to the guy. Yeah. And, like, waits for him for hours. Mm-hmm. And then finds out that he wasn't even here because he's in the next town over doing that same fucking shit. And he taped that speech. <laughs> so he goes to watch it. And he's fucking doing it again. He starts yeah. talking about, I have a dream. <laughs> He's like, you have a dream? And like, he like throws, throws the thing. The TV breaks. 
the fucking security has to escort and he gets fired yeah let's not take that lightly he gets he loses his fucking job although then joe marie payton fixes it for yeah. him she goes oh because he's talking about george orfield or whatever his last yeah, name yeah yeah she goes mm, he has a All point right. he gets his job back he, he's got his job back so and then then john finally like goes down to his like headquarters or whatever yeah to like give him a piece of his mind and he's got all these like talking points about like you know you can't use these words and da, 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 da. and then of course fucking orfield's out there and then his campaign manager or whatever yeah. is like oh we don't need a we don't need another speech writer we already have one and orfield's like and it's oh, no, not even orfield it's just it's, it's the manager yeah. I'm, I'm messing it up so so John's like I'm not here to for for a job I'm here to like fucking give you a piece of my mind uh-huh. and and the manager's like not hearing it and he's like he's like we already have a writer a speech writer of color or whatever yeah and he's like what like John's like taken aback yeah. by this like what and they go they go yeah it's a woman and or like it's a girl or whatever yeah. And he goes, he goes, you know, I came down here to, like, tell you, like, not to use Harriet Tubman's words, like, in your speech. Yeah. And Orfield's like, who's that? Is that our speech writer? That fucking dumbass. Why would you? Which is such bullshit because you know, you know that that wouldn't happen. Wouldn't it, though? No. I believe it was. Really? I believe that there is, and you know what? Our listeners, I love you, and don't take this as a personal attack on anyone's politics. But you know that there's some dumb shit fucking senator or some congressman or some state whatever the fuck who's running out there who is so fucking clueless that they don't even know that Harriet Tubman is not their speechwriter. <sighs> Come on. You, ha- I mean, I-, I totally believe this storyline. I do. Oh, God. Well, that just makes it worse. And then, so John's like, John, again, rising above it, is like, you know what? I don't, I can't even talk to you people because, like, you have a black woman writing these speeches for you, putting black people's words in a white guy's mouth trying to run for office. He says stranger in a strange land. That's what it was. Thank you. Yeah. I am a stranger in a strange land. Like, fucking assholes. Yeah. So, that was funny. And also, like poignant still and relevant and just all of it you know i i again good stuff and i'm glad that john had something to do more than just be matt's buddy thank you yeah i agree and it and i think if nothing else it proves that he can carry a story yeah let's give him more of this please because if you're gonna fucking put him in the credits and the opening credits yeah like give him something more to do yeah, dude. And, like, not towards the end of the season. Yeah, right? Ugh. And who knows if that's going to continue. I mean, we know it's not the last we're going to see yeah. John. But still, like, you know. Yeah. So, all of that goes down. And then, oh, you know what else I didn't like? So, you know how, like, each of the... So, there's really no clip to play because it's more visual. But, like, when Mary's talking to the reporter and she, like puts the basketball under her shirt, and then the photo they get makes her look like she's pregnant. Like, I'm sorry, but who does that? Like, who sits there and then, like, puts the basketball under their shirt like it's, like, it's, like, without thinking, like, it's just something she does? Yeah. <laughs> like, really? No, but that photographer, like, it was just too much it was over a the bit top. Much. It was a bit it, much. It's like, oh, the moment she's leaning down to give the pen to Yeah, when, Sam. when her cleavage is showing, like, that's the picture they get. Oh, yeah, and then uh, Simon pretending to smoke. That's the picture Which, they get. Was that, with that, was he, like, 
doing that on purpose? Like, yes. did he put the pencil in his mouth, like, pretending it's a yeah. cigarette? Oh, that's you what think? I think. Yeah. I don't think so. See, I think, I think, I think the direction to David Gallagher, to David Gallagher was, like, just take, like, just, like, sit back in your chair and, like, futz with the pencil. Make it look like you're smoking. Not, like, the character Simon is, like, reminiscing on his days when he had a cigarette and, like, uses the pencil like a prop. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. But I don't know. But I, I think it's just, I think, poor direction. That, that whole scene of, like, each of the kids talking to the, to the reporter was poorly directed, I think. It's mm. what it boils down to. Because, to your point... It's all very obvious. Yeah. Like, like it's not even, like, subtly done to where you're like, oh, shit, like, is that what's going to happen? It's very obvious what's yeah. happening as it's happening. Like, what kind of, first of all, what kind of photographer is this? Yeah, Like, really. you look like you work for the tabloids. Yeah, if yeah. that's the kind of shot exactly. you're trying to get. Exactly. And he's supposed to work for, like, the Sunday Times or yeah. whatever the fuck, like, not, like, a trashy tabloid. It's not an expose, dude. Exactly. And he says as much. And then I love how he, like, so, and he did tell Eric, like, before it goes to print, like, you will have full approval. Yeah. Like, it's not an expose. We're not trying to catch you guys in anything. It's just a story about you. So then, but then the story he writes is an expose. Yeah. And then shows it to Eric, like, so, like, this is the story, sort of wrote itself or whatever. Yeah. And it's like, first of all, your responsibility as a reporter, as a journalist, whatever, is to is not to catch them out. Like, yeah. like the story didn't have to be what it is. Your photographer just took bad pictures and you decided to write down the bad things. Like, yeah. you could ignore all of that and just tell the story of, like, this is a wholesome family with, but their kids or their teenager or whatever the hell the story is, you know? So then he writes it all down, gives Eric the approval, tells Eric, do you approve this? Obviously not. I just don't think your family's ready for prime time yet or whatever. Yeah. And then the fucking story gets printed anyway. I told them not to run it, but they did. Yeah. Which I think, again, is what I was talking about with, like, that final nail in the coffin. Like, yeah. oh, horrible print media. Like, did it did it anyway or whatever. But they do that. And, of course, like, the Camdens are none the wiser about it. So when they show up at church the next day, everyone's, like, gossiping and yes. looking at them and snickering behind their hands and shit. And then Sam walks in with the newspaper. And then Eric gives a two-minute sermon about, like, what happened. Yeah. And then he's like, we have a special singer in our choir today, so I'm just going to let her take the stage, and I'm going to go and be with my family because that's what family's about or whatever the fuck. And then we get a five-minute scene of Patty Sandy or whatever the fuck her name is singing a song. Patty Sandy. <laughs> that was her name, right? Or Patty Sandy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Patty Sandy? Something no, like it was that? Sandy Patty. Sandy <laughs> Sandy Patty. Which sounds like something on the menu at Krusty Krabs or whatever. God, yeah, and dude. And fucking Spongebob. <laughs> like, Spongebob Squarepants. We love Sandy Patty. I'm a lot of the same. Spongebob. Um, yeah, so Sandy Patty, which I'm guessing is supposed to be a real, like, singer. Like, yeah. you know, of that ilk. I don't know. Is she? Did you look that up? I tried to. <laughs> okay. I just stayed on the, you know, Amazon X-ray thingy. Yeah, Sandy Patty playing herself. She's a real person. She's been married to Don Peslis since 95. She was previously married to John Helverling. Okay. And this... Oh, well, she has... She's played herself in many things, mm. including multiple, like, Disney Channel things. 
or like, um, you know, Mer- like Christmas, Disney, ah, okay. whatever things, like where they do the parades and shit. Yeah. And then she's acted in two different things, like where she's playing a character. And then she's been on the soundtrack of some religious stuff. Of course. Actually, most recently, she was on a TV show called, or the soundtrack for a TV show called Harley Carly and Her Friends. I know nothing about it. Harley Carly. Me neither. Let's look it up. Mm. Oh, she wrote something. I guess she wrote a song. I don't know. Well, she had a very pretty voice. There's a family of hams, like last name Ham. Seth, Caleb, Jimmy, Felicia. They're all in it. Whoa. I don't know what the fuck this show is. Is it a show? (laughs) Is it like, it's a series? There's three episodes listed in IMDb. Is that the series? I don't know. <laughs> but Ruthie but Ruthie was the best at the end of that sermon. Oh yeah, that was the fastest sermon ever. No, not only she said it that was the best sermon and not the long or like and the fastest or something. I think she says that was like the shortest sermon, like she says something in the shortest, but she said that was a really good sermon and like a sermon in the shortest or something oh, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something in the lines of that and I, and, yeah. and you see like Annie just like elbow like, her, yeah, like nudge her. her. It's so, so cute. There, I loved this episode. I thought it was so cute and funny. And like the funny, more than anything, yeah, the I, funny I feel was like pretty I haven't good. laughed like this at an episode of Seventh Heaven in a long time, if ever. Yeah. Honestly. He's just, he's yeah. Even Matt, dude, Matt was just <laughs> But I'll tell you what though, when Eric is doing his two minute sermon, that bandage on his finger was really distracting. <laughs> Did you notice it? He's got like a band-aid wrapped around his index finger, which yeah. he's using to like point like, you're right you know and i was like i couldn't listen to anything he said because all i could focus on was this bandage that was like supposed to be i guess not a thing but it was right there like in my face probably <laughs> just got a cut right before yeah it must have been bad too if he bandaged it like it couldn't have been a paper cut, cut you know exactly. what i mean but yeah so, that's the episode folks yeah <laughs> There's really not much else to talk about. It's just, yeah, there's just some good laughs. That's all it is. It, really? Not, not like a heavy story, nothing too crazy. No. Just it was, It's just about like rising it above was, it. Yeah, light know? and fluff. Yeah. Okay. All right, we'll yeah. take the episode. Go. Six. <laughs> okay. Okay. That yeah. was a shocked face, everybody. Yeah, um, I told you you'd be shocked. I was, I am kind of shocked, only because like that, you know, that's along the lines that I would give it. But like what I'm trying mm-hmm. to say, is, you know, you were very positive. I am very positive, and I like this episode a lot. But that being said, in terms of an episode, oh yes, there's really nothing here. Yeah, nope. Like what's here is funny, which is why it's more than a five. Yeah, but what's but there's nothing there. Yeah. Like nothing is happening. There's really no story. Like, it's just laughs. Yeah. You know? So, six. I'm there with you. Six. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. We're friends again. We're friends again. Let's watch Friends. <gasps> let's watch an episode of Friends. I'm so down. Okay. All right. Let's wrap this shit yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Is this our shortest episode ever? Maybe. No. It's actually not. It's not our shortest episode. <laughs> okay. How long was this? I'm curious. I'll tell you after we stop. Um, (laughs) Well, because it's going to keep going. Okay. Um, So, as always, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher or wherever you get your podcasts. Everywhere. 
everywhere, under the sun, and sea. Um, <laughs> you can follow us at For Heaven's Sake Pod on all the places, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We should do what you said on Instagram. I love that idea. One of these I think, days. I think... I think it would shock people to see the state of our studio <laughs> and the state of how we record this yes, thing. Yes, yes, yes. Um, and until next time, bye. Bye.